Welcome to the Sippin' Something Podcast, episode five. I think it's episode five anyways. Close. Yeah, it's got to be close. Uh, today I have with me Shift Commander Chris Herrera with the Topeka Fire Department or yeah. something like that. Big time guy. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I... I'm excited. Actually, I've been looking forward to talking to you before I even started the podcast. We mm. kind of talked about it a few times just to, I guess, toss around funny ideas. And we always have good conversations with the guys at the Men of Leisure Club meetings. Yeah, and Can't beat them. Exactly. And so I guess we're just going to talk fire stuff today. All right. I and, like it. And wherever else we want to go. Sounds good. I've got no rules, so... <laughs> I guess well, let's just start with kind of your career with the fire service, when it started, where it started, and just go from there. Sure. Started here, uh, 1987. Actually, I applied for the fire department, the highway patrol, and uh, the engineering department. Uh, back then, you only had to be 18 to get on the fire department. Okay. So uh, I, I was either going to be a draftsman, because my brothers and my dad were all draftsmen, so I was either going to mm -hmm. do that or go into some type of public service. Sweet. So, so what, what was the weight? Was there any weight behind that or was it just like, it's a, you know, it was a good career oh, type of yeah, thing? Just loved it. You know, uh, one of my neighbors was a fireman, you know, and of course you've always heard good things about him and just something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, when I took that first test, that was probably 800 to a thousand people. That's insane. Yeah. It's crazy because I had, I think, 27 yeah. take the written test. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed. It's talked about all the time, too, because it's like, what? what's different? Right, yeah. What's changed? That, I mean, that it's that still I an know. incredible career, best job in the world. Best one I've ever had. Yeah, and yeah. it's, I don't know. All the older guys like to say that my generation doesn't like to work. That's kind of what they fall on, but I... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I say I know a lot of hardworking young guys. Yeah. You know, I, so. I think a lot of it is people not knowing really what. Right, what it is. As much as we're out in the public, really people don't know no. the job all that well. No, I mean, not they, at all. They see the, the fire trucks up, driving up and down the road. They know we go to fires and that's really about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you talked about that turnaround time. It's not a fast process. No. Uh, once you start that application process, it does take six months to a year. And, and mm -hmm. that's actually why I went to engineering. Okay. Uh, they called me first. The city did. Called me first and offered me a job. And, of course, I didn't know anything about the fire department. I said, mm -hmm. man, I need to work. Right. So I went over and started working in engineering. And I was there for five years. And I thought, mm, that fire service thing still sounding pretty good. Heck, so, yeah. So I made the switch and, you know, totally enjoyed it. Okay, so how, where, once your career started with Topeka Fire, when was there kind of a, a lighting or an ignition, ignition source for you of like, not just seeing it as a career, but seeing it as more of a, I would say a passion. Because you yeah. and I talk a lot about like the mindset with the job, and we'll get into that later about, you know, kind of what. I think, and I, I believe you think, uh, the seriousness of, of taking the job as a passion and not just collecting a check, I guess. Yeah, uh, We'll yeah. get into that later, but right. where where did you, or when did it really click for you? Kind of, probably within that first year. I mean, I got lucky. I started down at Three Truck. Okay. You know, and that was a busy company. Uh, we ran a lot of calls, saw a lot mm -hmm. of things, so I would either ride Three Truck or Three Engine. 
Heck yeah. So I, I got lucky. I started out at a busy, busy house and totally enjoyed it. Totally running, running mm-hmm. the calls, running fires right. and seeing that you can make a difference. You know, you, you can do some good for the public and, and, and for the people we run. Mm-hmm. I think that's crucial for new guys. And that's what sucks is, of course, I'm still a new guy for sure, but it's like you could go to one of the outlying stations yeah. and kind of just not get that, uh, the probability maybe, or the number of fire for sure. And if you sit out there and don't get a lot of fires, I think it's, it's hard to stay motivated. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's, what, what am I doing? You mm-hmm. know, why am I here? You know, exactly. yeah, I totally get it. You know, now we're, we always have vacancies on the jobs on the job. And right. one of the things I tried to do was keep that vacancy at threes, fours and, and fives. Mm-hmm. Cause that way we can rotate new guys down through there. Right. Uh, those guys, I mean, we got good crews all over the city, mm-hmm. but, uh, these guys run a lot of fires. They, I know them down there, Matt free red. Yeah. Those guys take the time to work with the new guys. Right. Teaching things. So when we're not running a fire, they're, they're training with them. They're working through their skills packet. Mm-hmm. You know, it just gives those new guys some exposure. Yeah. It's, ah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so you spent, were you mostly at three truck throughout your, as a firefighter? Or where'd you spend that most yeah, of your time? Yeah, threes. I spent most of my time at threes and fours. Okay, which um, is two of the I busiest w- companies in the, in the yeah, city. Yeah, I've, I've gone to some other stations for periods of times, but mm-hmm. just a year or two at a time. Yeah. Most of the other time it's been at fours or, or threes. That's what's all, and I've told people that is, you know, I've been extremely blessed with my assignments. Yeah. Realistically, um, I went three engine, 10 truck, mm-hmm. four engine. Yeah. And now I'm back at tens, but back it's like, tens. man, I, I've gotten lucky in that time just to, at times, be kind of a black cloud. Uh-huh. Um, my first stint on truck 10, actually, I would say I got the most fire there, yeah. which surprises everybody I tell. They're, they're like, you were at threes and fours, and you're going to tell me you got more fire at tens and uh-huh. how it worked out. It, it, it is. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I fought a lot of fire off 10 engine. Really? You know, when I was out there. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it goes in spurts. You know, uh, there's some kind of streak going on right now. We've got a ton of fires. Right. Like uh, every day. Every day, yeah. Like they've been burning the city down. I love right. it. I don't love that the fires are happening. Sure. I love that we get to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to be there. Yeah. That's what, I think I talked to you. Was that you that told me? Cause I was like, man, I don't want to wish for somebody's house to burn down, but, and you said, yeah, I don't want to wish for it to happen, but I want to be the guy that shows up when they, when it does put happen. it out. That's right. Somebody's got to be there. It may as well be, heck yeah. May as well be us. Put it out. Did you like truck work or engine work? A little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent most of my time probably on engines, mm-hmm. but I enjoy the truck. Uh, I'm, I was on three truck when three engine was getting shut down. So there was a lot of times we would roll up on the fire with nothing mm-hmm. you know we'd go in and try and find the fire we'd do a quick search yeah you know and then we'd come back out when the engine company got there we could tell them hey fire's in the front door to the left or mm-hmm. come in the side don't go in the front you know right. but uh so i enjoyed that uh but the, you know the engine is probably i drove drove on four engine and spent a lot of time over there so probably engines my more of my what Just i like yeah, yeah. Man, I've tossed that back and forth in my head a lot of times, as much as I hate to admit it. Yeah. I love engine work, though. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but there, I think, man, the dream for me would be 
riding like a true rescue. Oh man, thing. yeah, yeah. You know, with like the what do they call that? The center aisle truck. Oh, the walkthroughs. Yeah, walkthroughs. That would yeah, be yeah. Doesn't that? That's man. the dream. Oh yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Smoke a cigar or smoke a cigar while rolling to a fire. Isn't that crazy? Looking up through. The, I mean, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But so, throughout, how long were you a firefighter for? Uh, probably six years, four or five years, somewhere around in there. Okay. Four and to six years, probably. It was mostly threes, fours. Uh-huh. So what, which I would say, or I'm speaking for you here, but would you say that those three or those four or six years was really influential in your path through the fire service, just based on call volume and volume of fire that you got to see and experience? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that helps, kind of gets that mindset going. Is like, man, this is cool. I like this. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? So, I, and I've been at slow stations. Uh, like I said, I was at sixes for a year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, but we still got fires out of there. Yep, totally. So, but, but I was always busy enough that kept me motivated, kept me enjoying the job, kept mm-hmm. me wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I worked with some great guys, you know, that helped, helped keep that along too. So Yeah, that was going to be my next question was about your crews and how – how they were as a firefighter man great great you know some guys you know not not as enthusiastic as others mm-hmm. you know but you you watch and you learn you learn something from everybody yeah you know the good guys you learn man dang that worked i'm gonna try that you yeah know? and the other guys well i don't want to be that guy right you that's know? what almost every <laughs> officer i've had has, to, has told me craig mclean told me you're gonna you're gonna learn things about me of course, he was my captain at fours. Uh-huh. He said, you're going to learn things about me, Chocolate, that you like, that you're going to want to pass on, and you're going to want to be, like, when, you, when you're an officer one day, you're going to want to have some of Craig McLean's traits. Yeah. And he said, you're also going to learn things about me that you hate, right. that you don't want yeah, that's to it, carry exactly. on. Uh-huh. Everybody has their own traits, mm-hmm. different things, you know. Craig and I came on together. Oh, really? Actually, so, yeah. Heck, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's a good one. He's one to one to follow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there's things I do that the guys hate. And yeah. I'm sure there's things I do that, you know, oh, man, that's, yeah, okay, that's good. I want, I want to do that, too, when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm captain or when I'm chief, so. Yeah. I mean, that's that's across the board. Oh, exactly. In any, any in, anything. Personal right. whatever. Right. But I will say this would be good for you to put in your peace pipe and smoke. I've I've heard multiple, more than one people, and this is more than one person, sorry. This is something that I'm excited to talk to you. One reason why I'm excited to talk to you about is your reputation. Because I've heard great officers, great firefighters talk about you being the best chief they've ever had. And I don't want to get into it yet because we're going to talk your chief career later on. But that's, I mean, I'm talking some of the best dudes that, you know, I've talked to Brian Flott, one of the best quotes he ever gave me, and he was talking about some guys because we were talking old school, mm-hmm. traditional tactics that you know should still be a thing. And I was just asking like about who on the job. This is when I was within my first year. I was like, "Is there still dudes that you see or look up to as a lieutenant that are like, man, that dude is a great fireman?" And he named off several, and the quote he gave was. If such and such, if Matt Free had a nozzle in his hand, a smoothbore nozzle in his hand, I'd walk to the gates of hell with him oh, with yeah, confidence. Yeah. And, and it's like, and man. You, and you better be hurry up. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not going to wait on you. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm talking that 
type or that type of caliber person saying that about you as a cheap, I would think was is pretty. Oh man, yeah, that's flattering. Um, that's, maybe, that's humbling, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they they think that. You mm-hmm. know? So maybe I'm doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> you let people do the job and you trust your guys. I think exactly. is what my understanding is. But we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. So back to your fire career as a firefighter. What do you think? Oops. Do you have any awesome memories that you've carried with you through the fire service as a whole that you still look at? You know, as a chief, uh, is there things from your career as a firefighter, the guy on the back, that you still look at today and kind of use maybe or I don't know what I'm... Yeah, kind of. You know, I mean, I guess I can say I know what it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've been there. So, you know, I get the being nervous. I get the going through the air pack in 10 minutes because you're, you're excited and right. want to get in there and work. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've done it. I've seen it. So, yeah. uh, but, eh, you know, I just always try and think, okay, what was I like? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do to help this guy along? You know, what, what can I tell him? You know, and, and sometimes it's just, hey, how you getting along? Do you like it down here? Yeah. You know? Make sure guys know if there is a problem or something, they can reach out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, not not just on duty. I make sure they all have my cell phone. So if there's a problem, they can reach out to me at home too. Yeah. And that's huge. I think it's huge that taking into, and not that you have to do this, obviously. I mean, let, let's just talk about like the topic of, you know, somebody being where they want to be versus not being where they want to be. Right. It's huge that you take that into account, I guess, that, not that they're automatically going to be where they want to be, but the fact that you at least let them maybe give their input or whatever is huge on crew integrity maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talk to guys. The, the hardest part of being a chief and what I do is transfers. Mm. That, that, that's I lose sleep over it. Yeah. You know, because I know some guys want to be at busy stations. Some guys want to be somewhere else. But we've only got a certain number of spots. Right. You know, we can't put everybody where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit of give and take, and hopefully they understand when, when they have to move or maybe go somewhere that they didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, I'll, I'll ask them, you know, what do you want to do? How's, how's things going? Right. And that's kind of going back to, like, when I talked earlier about brand-new guys. Yeah. And you want them to be at busy stations and with crews that like to train and stuff so they get fed with that stuff, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But then... Like you said, give and take. I mean, you got to put maybe a, a more senior firefighter somewhere right. slower so that brand new guy gets that gets experience. That, gets that experience, yeah. And and when you know, every day somebody's moving. Mm-hmm. You know, with vacancies, vacation, different things. We're we're moving firefighters every day. It seems like. So yeah. Even though you're stationed here, you may not get to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, travel a lot. I've gotten yeah. man, and I've gotten lucky about even with traveling. You know, I told you I've been I had awesome assignments, but when I was at Fours, I think I only traveled twice. Yeah, my entire stint there. And it's, oh wow, yeah, that's good. My captain's always in the chief's car, mm-hmm. or you know, at the end, my my driver had a kid, so I was relief driving that whole time. Oh yeah. So I got lucky with that for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but that's definitely a a part of the job that really I don't think anybody enjoys. No, no. <laughs> Unless I mean, you're somewhere you're that out sucks. Of the car, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we had, uh, back when three engine, when we were all down there at threes, three engine was getting shut down. Mm. So we would have eight guys come into work and five would travel. 
Yeah. You know, and here I was lieutenant, and I wouldn't even go to the station. I'd call chief and say, where do you want me today, mm-hmm. you know? So I'd just head to a different station. Yeah. I was probably not at threes for two or three weeks at a time, mm-hmm. you know, because those captains, those captains shouldn't travel. Right. I'm not a captain. That That's their station, you mm-hmm. know. If they want to stay, they'll stay, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think there's negatives, but I also think, Sometimes it's cool to yeah. to work with a face that you haven't been with just to kind of see how they operate, right. see their mindset on the job, and pour into them as well as them pouring into you. Just in, I mean, you learn something every day. There's sure. yeah, there's a lot of guys have a lot of different skills and talents out mm-hmm. there, you know. And you're right, you work with the same guys over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You don't really see what's what's going on around the city. Totally. Has your has your mindset i guess changed from when you started to now uh no i mean i still love the job Mm -hmm. you know i mean what's what's changed is who i take care of you know before it was always taking care of my company and and the calls we ran well now it's taking care of the the guys right you know i don't run everybody yeah (laughs) you know everybody i mean i i don't run medical calls you know obviously so i don't get any patient care but but you know now i'll answer the phone Mm-hmm. You know, take care of, if you need a day off or, you know, I got something going on, you know, can you help me out or what have you. So, yeah. yeah. Bless your heart for carrying the extra cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not now me. They gave, now they give me an iPhone. I don't even know how to use it. So. Right, there you go. <laughs> so going back again to your fire career, uh-huh. do you have any memorable, I mean, that's a huge, memorable, memorable fires. That's just like, man, that one was Oh yeah, it was awesome. In yeah, the way of- we've probably one. You know, I always tell the story. Uh, Wilcox RV burned. She's just back when I was a rookie back in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. So we get there. It was like freezing cold that morning. She dies. Oh yeah. You know, and I was I was just a firefighter, young. So I, was mm-hmm. I think I got probably two three hours of sleep the night before. Yep. Coming to work, and they say, "Hey, you know, better eat breakfast. We're gonna go." up to relieve guys at Wilcox. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any breakfast. I said, man, I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes. Just wake me up when we're ready. You yeah. Know? So, so anyway, we get up there to Wilcox and get off the truck. I've got my pack on, my helmet, gloves, and mask in my arms. And mm-hmm. Take about four steps and hit that ice and just totally lose it. You know, <laughs> everything explodes and uh-huh. goes everywhere. And, of course, yep. here's the guys just laughing at me, you know. Yep. So we get up, go to work, you know. And that was... Uh, Wilcox, I don't know if you you remember, you might not, but it, it was a, like a Morton building. Okay. Uh, the back side of it was a shop where they repaired the RVs. Uh, the front of it was like a sales office, and then upstairs they had an office, business office. Mm-hmm. So our job was to go in, start bringing out records, you know, bring save company files, you know, different yeah. things. So we were up there doing that, uh, and I went, looked like a doorway. You know, I thought, well, let me go see what's in this office. For some reason, I got to the door and stopped and uh, looked around a little bit. Well, it wasn't a doorway. It was a corrugated metal building like a Morton building. And a sheet of steel mm-hmm. had fallen down. Oh, geez. So if I'd have taken another step, I'd have gone down probably 20, 30 feet into the RV repair area. Yikes. You know, <laughs> man, that was a wake up. Yeah. You know, and I say, I don't know what made me stop, mm-hmm. you know. Most of the time, you just walk in an office, you know, especially most of the fire was out. You know, we were just in there moving records, so there was no, 
Yeah. It, you know, visibility was decent, you know, because I was able to see down through. Right. So, save me that day. If, I think we all, at some point, you have a sobering yeah. experience where it's like, man, it's real easy to, and I still, I want to be extremely, I think we should err on a side of aggression, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and just because you're aggressive doesn't mean you're crazy. Absolutely You not. know, you can, you can be aggressive or and you can be safe. Be, exactly, you are. You know, people don't want you to come up, do 10 laps around the house and then go inside. They want you to go inside, put the fire out. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a man, if there's a pet in there, if there's a person in there, they want you inside doing your job. Yeah. I, and, and we should, you know, I had, so I was a volunteer before Topeka, right? Mm-hmm. And I, we had a fire. It would have been right around Thanksgiving on a duplex that I don't know what building or what, type of construction or how you explain it but it, the roof is super long and steep right mm, and then the yeah, back yeah. kind of just drops off mm-hmm. and on both both duplexes have a chimney mm. clear on that back side right uh-huh. so i was walking up this is about to show extreme ignorance on my part and <laughs> at the time my my captain's part um we get there came in as a chimney fire get there and i think there was smoke and flames both coming out of the top of the chimney mm-hmm. and i mean i was brand new i knew nothing yeah, yeah. i didn't have a tool in my hand and i didn't have a radio uh-huh. i mean i was setting myself up for for failure before we even left the station and i get up on the roof with him he said we're gonna walk to the chimney and pull the chimney cap off and we'll spray water and it will be done mm-hmm. so i was like okay whatever I, yeah i'm like probably 19 at the time knew nothing about anything yeah. and we're walking up there and I'm like man this roof's really soft uh-huh. and he goes yeah it's on fire and I was like uh-huh. oh okay so this is normal and still it doesn't in it my head click, doesn't, uh, it doesn't click yeah. that it's an attic fire right so uh-huh. we get up to this chimney and he goes pull that cap off so I yank and I'm pulling the cap comes off but then the flue pipe stays with it, or oh. I guess the chimney itself, the yeah. guts. And so I'm pulling this pipe, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, 12 foot long yeah, sure. and bright red. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man. And he's sitting there, like, shaking his head, like, that the whole thing's not supposed to come out of there. Uh-huh. So I get it out, and then, of course, that fire breathes, and man, just flames are shooting out at that point. And uh-huh. I go, what do you want me to do with this? And he says, just throw it down there. And at that point is when he was like, we got way more than what I thought, I think oh, is what yeah, was yeah. going through his head. So we're walking now back down to the ladder. Uh-huh. And I don't remember, I don't even know if we had a hose line with us. Uh-huh. And so we're walking. Now we had to, because the whole plan was to spray water mm-hmm. in, in the chimney or whatever. So we are walking back and I put, he's probably 10 or 12 feet in front of me. Now there's a bunch of smoke because it's pushing out of the eaves. And... He's probably 10 or 12 feet in front of me, and I step through the roof. Oh, man. And it goes to about my hip, but yeah. just on one leg somehow, uh-huh. which was the best uh, splits I've ever done in my yeah. life. <laughs> but I remember the heat that came out of that, and looking down, and the, the attic looked like just oh, lava. Wow. Yeah. And he doesn't know I stepped through because he's in front of me, and oh, it's so uh-huh. smoky. And then, of course, you can, I mean, right after that. So I get myself out. 
And then, of course, freaking, you know, that Vince. The, and oh, now, sure. we got, now we got fire just yeah. blowing out. And he's, I mean, it looks like we went up there and ventilated the roof. Uh-huh. All because of my leg. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I'd never puckered so hard in my life. Right? Oh, man, and, yeah. Because it's not just, I mean, that's a, that's a fall. Yeah. And so my, and I look back at it several times when I was talking about it after was just like, man, I, I, my only hope would be that I would have fallen through the attic to the second floor, which would have freaking, I mean, that wouldn't have been great either. But like, if I would have stopped in the attic, there would have been no mayday even called. And who knows when they would have known I was gone when he was at the ladder and realized he was alone. Yeah. So it's like, we've had, I mean, that's a stupid, straight up, idiotic mistake on my end but you learn a ton from that stuff oh yeah and yeah. uh yeah you won't do it again no yeah, yeah i yeah. mean <laughs> like and somebody could sit there and armchair quarterback that to death, oh, which yeah, is well deserved sure. i mean i was being stupid whatever but to uh, what i learned from that is just so much and so many like man you could write 10 page book on everything oh, yeah. I did wrong. Right. Right. And all I have now is it's like, just be lucky that, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause I mean, that could have been a way different outcome. Oh, sure. That wouldn't have, yeah. wouldn't have been great. Probably. Yeah. So there's a, there's video out there. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, I believe it was out in California. Mm-hmm. Captain was on a roof. They were up there venting and, uh, he did the same thing, except he went clear through the roof mm-hmm. and, uh, by whatever God or whatever, he went clear down. He was right above the garage, went through the roof, went through the garage roof, and just walked out of the garage. That's insane. Just yeah, he just come walking out, you know, and yeah, totally fine. You mm-hmm. know, it was like it was his lucky day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, although those sobering deals aren't great, man, there's a lot to be learned from them. Oh yeah, and yeah, and uh, I mean, it's a story that you can now tell that, you know, hey, this is real stuff. Like, yeah. Learn from this rather than making the same exact mistake yep. and maybe having a way worse income. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or not income, outcome, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I know uh, there was another fire that Dennis Weichel and I went to. We were both firefighters out at Tens, And uh, it was those apartments off 3100 block of McVicker. Fire down in the basement, the storage areas. Mm-hmm. You know, we went in, knocked out the fire, rescued a cat. Heck yeah. You know, we thought, man, we did good. We were sitting outside taking a break, and somebody comes up and says, hey, uh, you, you know the attic's on fire. I thought, what? Well, there's a plumbing chase. Mm. Ran clear from the basement all the way up through the roof, so fire got in that plumbing chase, went up, and just spread across the attic in a couple of apartments. We had to go back in and go back to work, you know. Dang. So now <laughs> I check the upper floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Make sure. That yeah. was another one of those things where you learn, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't do that again, so. Yep. The What's that story on that dog? <laughs> the, there's a, so every city computer has screensaver. Right. What do you yeah. call that? Like slideshow. Yeah, just screensaver slide. Yeah, right. And there's one of you. I'm going to post this picture on the, I'm not going to make a post about that, but it's you and, I don't know who you're with. I can't remember who that was. It's Adam Thompson. Oh, is it Adam Thompson? It might be. I think it is. Might have been Adam. Yeah. And you you guys are working on a dog. It looks like you just pulled out of a fire. Right. Yeah. It was over in Highland Park uh, on the way there. Of course, I was at Nines at the time, Mm -hmm. Nine Truck, and came out that there was a dog trapped in there, you know, so. 
uh, we get there, went in, did a search, and found the dog, brought him out, and uh, we were doing CPR on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we ended up throwing him in the chief's car, and the chief drove him over to over to the vet clinic there. And uh, we were talking to the owners, hey, man, we got your dog out. You know, it's going to be okay. Which one, you know? I don't know. I think it was a shepherd, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like oh, The owner says, oh, man, you saved him? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, we were going to put him to sleep the next day. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess you should have told me that. Yeah, we sorry. Have, yeah. <laughs> We'd have left him in there. Man, that's or at least brought him out, right. you know, and made him comfortable. But <laughs> DNR on the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? You feel you know? so. You feel so good. You like. I mean, any. That's not the same as making a, a grab on a person, but anytime you say yeah. something, that's like, man, that's it. My dad. My dad is best friends with his dog. Uh-huh. If oh yeah. His yeah, dog yeah, gets. Yeah. Like, I mean, he'd be tickled to death. Like he'd love that. But then you get that feeling. You're like, man, I did something yeah, productive here. Dog, and then yeah. they're like, ah, oh, dang, wish you wouldn't have. <laughs> I'm like, well, really? You My know, bad. I thought, yeah. <laughs> thought I was doing some good there. <laughs> and we had just gotten, uh, you know, we carry those pet oxygen yeah, yeah, yeah. masks. We uh-huh. had just gotten those, you know. I thought, man, we get to use this thing, right. you know. And, <laughs> and my wife, uh, veterinarian that she works with, was was one that made the donation mm, uh, that's cool. to the city. So I, I called her up. Hey, again, guess what? We got to use one of those masks, save a dog. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate dog may not be with us in a week, you know. Yeah. God, that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't know what to. Some of those are my favorite memories. Is where somebody, whether it's on this happens, I'd say more on medicals than it does on fires. But somebody will say something where you're like, I don't know how to respond to what you just told. Me. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they're they're hilarious. And you're right, the medical calls those are the ones you you laugh mm-hmm. at, you know. And yeah, we ran uh, over at Forza. We ran a call one time. This lady was just we ran her quite a bit you mm-hmm. know we were there once a month at least and just sometimes it was just something to change a light bulb or whatever and right i said hey you know if you ever need anything you just call rob waltman he'll he'll be here he'll take care of you you know we'll, we'll show up and do whatever you need you know <laughs> of course rob's standing there just looking like, i can't believe you said that you know <laughs> get her get her his number yeah <laughs> here's his direct line uh-huh. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I'm just, I love those memories where it's like, and you can't laugh in the moment. Yeah, sure. Like the only people that know it's a joke Uh is you and whoever, Rob at that time. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's the, it's so hilarious to me that sometimes during the worst moment, we're just sitting there. Yeah. And and I worked with uh, Clint Bearden was, mm-hmm. was my firefighter over there at Forest for a lot of years. Both sign big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, you know, and we ran a car fire one day, and he he used to like he was getting ready to make driver, so he loved to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm like man, knock yourself out! I'll ride the back any day <laughs> yeah, of the week. You exactly. Know? So he was driving one day. We run a car fire, and uh, I don't know if you remember the Seinfeld where Kramer's yelling "Hoochie Mama." Uh-uh. He wanted he wanted water to be turned on, so I was yelling at Clinton, "Hoochie mama, hoochie yeah. mama!" You know, and of course he's up on the pump panel just rolling, you know. But I mean, we've got the fire out; it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, it's the. I mean, 
when I was working EMS, we ran a real bad wreck one time and landed Life Star on I-70. Mm-hmm. And it was snowy, and snow is blowing everywhere. And obviously, it's a, I mean, it's a bad wreck. You oh, land, yeah, anytime yeah. you're landing a bird on the highway, it's not, mm-hmm. not good. So my captain at the time is on the hood of this truck holding all our med bag supplies oh, from down blowing away. and snow's blowing everywhere and my paramedic is just screaming at him he's like this reminds you just of this is just like when you're at vietnam isn't it cap and just like <laughs> we're sitting there just dying while uh, while there's some serious stuff going oh yeah there. yeah but it will never i mean it doesn't distract from man that's one of the best paramedics i ever, ever yeah. worked for and yeah and that's, you know, you, you you still do the job, you get the job done. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, as you talk about chief, uh, that's something I see. Uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes I got to tell the guys, hey, man, you know, there's there's some media right across the street. Watch what you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, granted, hey, I get it. Guys are high-fiving. They're talking. Mm-hmm. You know, man, we put that fire out. We saved that house. Yeah. Take pride you know, in their they're take job. They're taking pride in their work, but. For somebody watching that on the news, why are those guys laughing at a house burning? Well, yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're not laughing at that. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of just, you know, the fire's out. They're they're relaxing a little bit. Right. They're, they're teasing somebody about something like typical firemen. Exactly. You know, but on the news that may not look very good. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going from, you know, from the outside looking in. Yeah. There's definitely if you have no context of what was said or what's going down or what people are excited about, it's like, exactly. man, what are they? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. You know? Totally looks like a I mean it's a foreign language. Yeah. Right. If you're looking in from the outside and don't know right what's going on, I guess. Yeah. So moving on, now you're a driver mm-hmm. and you got promoted to driver and went where? Went to four. Went to four engine. Okay. I actually went to 11s, uh, and I was there for probably six months. Mm-hmm. And then uh, only time I put in a request for transfer. <laughs> really? It was just a little slow. I didn't. Yeah. Didn't. They weren't doing the rope rescue back then. Mm-hmm. It was just just 11s. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I put in a request to go anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and I got lucky. Yeah, I got sent down to fours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's. Uh, oh yeah so yeah i drove at fours for a lot of years and heck yeah so you, were you there your whole career as a driver uh yeah heck yeah. yeah and then i got lucky uh, uh michelle richards was a lieutenant down there and she wanted to go to 12s so when i made lieutenant she she went to 12s and i got to stay there holy crap as lieutenant man. too so jeez yeah i was there well craig will tell you uh for they used to have a four aerial and uh, I think he was on the That's engine. That's the yellow that was, one, right? The yellow one. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Stick. Yeah, straight stick. Yep. Yeah, when we got the new aerial uh, fives with the basket on it, wouldn't fit in the station. So gotcha. it went down to fives. Oh, gotcha. So there wasn't an aerial at fives prior to... No. Uh-uh. Man, I bet that was freaking awesome working oh, at was, fours oh, with two was, companies. Oh, it was a blast. Always somebody doing something. And, of course, man, fires all the time, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. mean, that's like... That's sweet. Yeah. The... Who was it? Was... Well, Chief Phillips told me that that's the best time in his career is when Three Truck was there yeah. at fours with those guys when it was getting remodeled. When Three yeah. was. Uh-huh. But, and I think Captain Broadbent and I talked about that as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I love, fours is my favorite spot oh, yeah, in the yeah. city. Yeah. But, man, I can only imagine, like, having three more or four more guys there. Yeah. The shenanigans that, oh, <laughs> that would go yeah, down. Yeah. And just... 
a truck and an engine both running. Yeah, running out of there. Out of there to a fire. It's got to feel, oh, yeah. feel awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, and then the stories uh, from the guys around the table there, you know. Mm-hmm. There were some old guys around there, Gene Beathy, um, Dick Gary Oiler, mm-hmm. you know. A bunch of them old guys have been around forever. Yeah. You know, listen to them telling stories. Oh, it was hilarious. You Heck, know? yeah. The history in that place, man. Oh, boy, is the, yeah. Is the best. Yeah. Ryan Gay had talked to me about this is why I think it'd be so cool to be running two out of there. He, when he was at fours, he said you'd hear, you'd be on your way to a fire and you'd hear that three three truck is on the way. And yeah. he's like, there's immediate like sigh of relief, like the Calvary's coming. Yeah. You're not alone. And it's just like, man, can you imagine both of you, one of you following the other just to oh, a fire? Yeah. Would, I think would be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And of course, it was always a race. Yeah, oh yeah. You Heck know, yeah. We, we never, you never wanted to get beat into anywhere. Yeah, I, you man. Know, and, I drove three engine one day, uh-huh. and I got beat to, where was it, 13th and Monroe? Yeah. Which is like us all day. Uh-huh. I got beat by fives. Uh-huh. Well, what had happened was my captain tells me to stop on Monroe. We couldn't, we could see the smoke, but didn't know where the fire was. Yeah. It was an outside, maybe a shed or something. Uh-huh. Well, I had already passed 13th. We're sitting on Monroe, and I was like, do you just want me to pull into this driveway here or whatever? Well, fives blows by me on 13th and pulls into the alley back there and they're on scene so man they they sent the 101 over when he went to do his rounds or whatever he came back with like a map quest oh he had they had on their engine threes route uh, highlighted oh, and then hilarious. i think engine and aerial fives route highlighted and it showed like the times of how long yeah. it should take you and i was like oh <laughs> Man, that's that hurts. Oh yeah, <laughs> you never and that's never. Your, you want to win, even if it's not your territory. Yeah, and then when you lose in your own territory, it's like, oh man, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna just go shrivel up and die. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, to a get fire beat. like oh, that. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a real legit deal, but uh huh. Yeah, that'll crush the spirit real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but when you're on the good end of it, there's oh, nothing better. Nothing you beat better. somebody else into their territory, man. Yeah. You, it's, it's that's yeah. why I can't. You can't be mad when somebody gives you crap because I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, exactly. If I, exactly. Beat, if I beat exactly. you in, that's like the yep. greatest. I love the yeah. the competitiveness is, is so fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like getting out of a, a double company house. Right. When when me and, you know, at Tins right now, we're, we're trying so hard to just smoke the truck out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I've go. been on the I've been on the opposite end where I've been at a double company house and we couldn't get out the door. Uh-huh. They did. Whoever it was got out quick, and it's like, man, can't hardly hear their sirens anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and they're on their way to to whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's always a battle: the engine and the truck. And mm-hmm. I was I met some guys from Houston, uh, the fire department down there, yeah. and uh, we were talking one day, and they I don't even know how it came up, but evidently the engine captains are called senior captains. Mm-hmm. And the truck truck officers are called junior junior <laughs> captains. And That's awesome. I'm like, man, you guys got to get me a shirt or something. No kidding. I guess I got to take that back and just yeah. give it to, to the truckers. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could wear that when he's teaching nozzle forward stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, got promoted to lieutenant at fours. Mm-hmm. Did you stay there for most of your lieutenant? Stand? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, got lucky. Holy smokes. Got so lucky. Golly. That's ridiculous. Oh, tell me the story. 
In fact, I got this. I talked about this in the, the gym yesterday with my buddy who's uh, Highway Patrol now. Yeah. He was saying that he was an explorer in Topeka. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was at 11s. And he said he wanted to be at fours, but your nephew was there or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Who was that? You had uh, a crew that was all, it was like you, Martin. Uh, James Martin, Chris uh, Chris Cervantes. And then did you have Paul Wagner, Ryan Gay or something? Uh, gay. The we opposite. had Gay a few times. So You guys had some nickname for him that was. Uh, uh, nickname for Gay? Yeah, what am I trying to think? Somebody, who was your rookie at the time that was assigned there? Um, so that would have been gay, probably, or Matt Free. We had Maddie for a while. Gotcha. They, I thought, I could have swore. I don't know if it was gay telling me, but one of them had like a. You guys just gave him a Hispanic name, so Free, he fit Freenandes. Freenandes. Matt, Matt Freenandes. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course, awesome. my nephew, yeah, is you know Mexican, so uh-huh. yeah, we had the whole Mexican crew, and then Maddie. <laughs> yeah, we called him Freenandes. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great to get put on his bunker coat. Oh yeah, <laughs> rolled to a fire. Yeah, oh that was that was good times. We yeah. had we had a good time with them over there. Nicknames are some of the best. Oh yeah, that's yeah. some of the, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so somebody who re- passed retired. Uh, he's not listening to this, but uh, last name Gomez. Oh yeah, yeah. Left his coat or whatever. Never took his nameplate off the back, oh, uh-huh. and they ended up at three. So they started. Putting, of course, you can just button it up so sure. people are pulling it off that. And, putting it on. And I got a picture of, uh, well, I think the first person they did it to was Jacob Gardner put it on Ritter. Uh, Ritter's oh, coat. that's funny. And I guess <laughs> Ritter ran a call with it on the back, like a wreck or something. Yeah. And I think he maybe saw it after. Uh, and he came in about killed Jake. <laughs> of course, Jacob's laughing and thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Ritter did not think it was funny at all. And then they somehow did it to Tegan. Yeah. Hammer. Uh huh. And we had a fire. Oh, this was a pretty fun fire when I was at Fours. It was at Twelfth and Western, maybe. Yeah. Or Thirteenth and Western, because we got beat by fives because it was when Twelfth Street was closed. Oh down. yeah, yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. So, uh, it was on Pegan's coat the whole time. <laughs> and at the end of the fire, we had like there was three houses all involved at the same time, which was uh-huh. pretty, pretty sweet. But uh, I was able to at the end get my phone out to get a picture oh, of him yeah, standing yeah. around in the circle and his coat says that <laughs> Gomez. Oh, i don't think hilarious. he ever noticed until this picture got sent in a group message uh-huh. and he's like oh you <laughs> oh man people were busted up oh yeah because everybody at the fire knows oh, except sure, for sure. him yeah and he's just he thinks he's just in on everybody's having a good time <laughs> laughing after the fire but oh that's funny we're all just busting up in yeah <laughs> That's like some of the best. I'm into like third grade humor. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, you don't, you would never think an adult would think something like that was funny. But when it's with the fire guys, the simplest little, oh, man. little pranks just it, kill oh, me. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's, you talk about two company houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you always have a little bit more goofing around when there's a two company oh, house, yeah. you know. And the rivalry between the truck and engine is oh yeah just awesome oh yeah yeah so you were a le- how long were you a lieutenant uh probably eight nine years i was oh, a lieutenant for a while yeah good run yeah and, you know and that's great i mean so I, I learned a lot heck yeah you know i worked with some great captains learned a lot from them 
I think that no. lieutenant's one of the coolest jobs. Oh, it's best job. Because, I mean, best you job. get you get to be the boss when the captain's gone, when but you cap- also get to ride the back. And right. Just a high-paid firefighter. Yeah, man, yeah. that's awesome. That's, oh, yeah, that's it is. That's the dream. You know, and then you get to travel around. If you travel, you're riding a seat. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good good experience. Who's your Who's your captain? Uh, man, I had Dennis Phillips. Oh, okay. For a lot of years, and then Chris Cervantes. Gotcha. And man, that guy was go getter. Was he? Oh yeah. I never. Great met fireman. Him. Great fireman. Yeah. And then, so when you got promoted, where did you go? Uh, captain. Yeah. Uh, I went back to uh, three track. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> What is this? Went, went back to three truck, yeah. I don't know who you know, but give them yeah. my number. <laughs> no kid. <laughs> I mean. Well, she's retired not. now, so. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> right. That's like, I mean, that's a varsity career. Oh, As man, far yeah. as where you're assigned, uh, I mean. Yeah. Did you ever have a time between rookie and captain where you're like, man, I kind of like to go somewhere that's. You, you know, and, I, to go and to I and I did. You know, I went to other stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went. Uh, I I think I was at nine truck as lieutenant for probably six months before yeah. I made captain. Nice little break then, to catch up on. Sleep. And then yeah, I went back down <laughs> to threes. You know, so so there was there was times where it was you know I was at slower spots, and, but uh, for the most part, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got lucky. You know, I don't know. Some may say it's not lucky, but I yeah. think it was. You know. That's the cool thing. I'm glad we have people on the job that don't want those spots. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. We need them. We yeah. need guys you know, that want both. It's, you know, it's the difference between experience and exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have 30 years of experience, but what have you been exposed to? Yeah. You know? What, how did you approach being an, so being an officer, did you, I guess, what was your standard or what did you... What you? Uh, what am I trying to ask? What kind of standard did you hold your crew to? I guess. Is, mm-hmm. I guess I just you... wanted to do their job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, do your job and and give a hundred percent. You know, I... and and I'll and I'll admit everybody goes through times in their life where, you know, if there's things going on at home. Maybe they can't give a hundred percent at work or right. You know, and but uh, it shouldn't last twenty years. Exactly. You know? uh, you know, you should be able to work through that and get back in back in the groove where you are mm-hmm. given a hundred percent. And that's that's all I ask of the guys. You know, is just come in and 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 do your job. Yeah. You know, and if you're not, we're going to have a problem. Right. You know, and that's that's the way I was treated mm-hmm. by my officers. Totally. You know, and chiefs, and you know, hey, you know, as long as you're doing your job, you're you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guys that I worked with, you know, other people didn't like them; they hated them. Ah, jeez, that. Riddle, he's just a grumpy old whatever. I'm like, man, I always got along with a guy. He was great, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just because he wanted you to do your job, you know. Some of my favorite, favorite uh, guys to talk to on the on the job are the ones that we claim as grumpy. Yeah. <clears throat> now, granted, I think that I can make them less grumpy. Yeah. I think I take pride in that. Uh, I mean, I walk in every day at tens. You can ask the guys I walk in every morning. I'm like, what's up, grumpies? And yeah. I just. <laughs> I'm immediately like, we're not playing this frowny game. Yeah. Turn them things upside down. We got the best job in the world. And I'll try to get them giggling in the next couple minutes. But yeah. man, it's it's hilarious just to walk in and everybody's kind of quiet with their coffee. I'm like, wake up. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll do the same thing. They We got them rookies come in down there at threes. They go out and open up the gate. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? You know, how yeah. was your four day? Mm-hmm. You know, 
then they'll yeah. bring the key back in and they I always tell them they probably get tired of hearing this but yeah i say are we open for business you know <laughs> yeah talking to you you mentioned um you know sometimes you can't somebody can't give their all or whatever yeah. you know maybe for like the everyday station stuff right. or whatever and i think that's one thing that i like the phrase crew integrity yeah um, i think that's one cool thing about when when there is a crew that's solid that the captain you know the boss man has exactly who he wants as a lieutenant driver firefighter yeah and uh you know your crew can at that point handle one person that's maybe down or whatever because they're so tight that the crew's able to bring them up you yeah. know what i mean yeah exactly and, and 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 if they're if they're tight you know they're talking to this guy exactly and he's talking to them yeah they know what's that, going that, on that's that's the thing talk to them figure mm -hmm. out what's going on yep you know get them some help if they need it and a lot of times somebody just needs someone to listen to totally you know they're you're not going to solve their divorce right you know yeah. <laughs> i mean it's not there's nothing job. you're going to do to solve it but you can be there and you can listen to them mm -hmm. yeah you know and you can help them you know try and get them through it it's such a i mean that's one of the greatest things about the job that i don't think i mean people outside the fire service don't get in their career yeah i mean we, we live with each other for nine ten days out of the month a third yeah. of our lives we're living with these dudes right i mean it, you have no choice but to be a family yeah i mean yeah. Or, or hate each other and be miserable i yeah, mean whether you want to or not i mean you you know what's going on in mm -hmm. somebody's life yeah you know? and, and Gord, jenny would get jealous every now and then you know because we we'd work together Mm -hmm. And whenever she'd come around the station, we're laughing, you know, enjoying the day. And, yeah. And then we'd get together on our off days, you know, mm -hmm. men of leisure clubs. So, exactly. You know? <laughs> Heck yeah, where the memories are made. Right. Uh, did you always want to be a chief? You know, I, yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, I when I came on, uh, gosh, it was uh, Dale Hawkins was 101. You know, and to look at this guy, he looked like he would just bite your head off yeah he just looked mean mm -hmm. you know but he was a nice great guy yeah you know and i always got along with him and of course when i started i was down there with him i always got along with him you know sit and listen to him and mm -hmm. what have you and i thought man yeah that's that's where i want to someday when it's my turn that's where yeah. i want that's where i want to be you know i've i've had that conversation about chief gatewood yeah because he's really nice and he's hilarious yeah he's yeah. one of the funniest people i know and I've had a lot of people like, man, would you, you ever worked with that Gatewood, Chief Gatewood? Uh -huh. I'm like, I haven't worked with him, but I used to see him, you know, at shift change at threes. Yeah. They're like, man, he really, he don't seem very friendly. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, dude, he's awesome. Yeah. He, but he does most definitely has like, I would call it like a command presence. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like he walks in the room and everybody just automatically respects the guy because of how he carries himself. It's right. like, oh, this guy, he knows something <laughs> or yeah. whatever. And yeah. Well, but <laughs> when we when we relieve our each other, of course, you know we get there at five thirty. Mm -hmm. It's usually after six, or sometimes later before we leave because we'll just sit there and BS. Yeah, totally. You know, we do our station business stuff, but the rest of the time it's just BSing about what's going on with family and different mm -hmm. things. You know, so. So you kind of looked up to your one hundred and one at the time. What's that? As your one hundred and one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. That's kind of what I want to. Yeah. Strive for whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I'd like I said, had had to wait till it was my turn. Yeah. You know, I'm not. You know, that seniority is in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
there's I think there's good and bad to all seniority based anything. It but. is. It is. Um, the bad thing is we get some guys slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing is you don't get somebody with, like, say, just book smart. Totally. Promoted somewhere. Uh, yeah. There, there's got to be that fine line of experience and, like I said, exposure. Yeah. You know, what What have you seen? You know, what, what have you done? You know? Yeah, because if you – I mean, I could see – and this isn't true across the board, but, like, if you spend a lot of your career at – Somewhere that doesn't get fires, and then all of a sudden you get promoted to lieutenant, and they send you to four engine or three truck, or yeah. five engine, five aerial five, whatever. It's like, man, you're really thrown to the wolves, right? And you're about to have to prove yourself, like, yeah, you know. And you know, and some guys can do it, absolutely. Uh, and the bad thing is, not everybody can be at those busy houses, mm-hmm. just because we don't have, you know, unlimited spots. At the busy station, so somebody's got to be at the slower station, you know. Exactly. And they've still, you know, to give them a little credit, they've still got to be on their game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody living in a slower district deserves the same chance at survival as somebody living in a busy district. Yeah. So exactly. they've they've got to be able to give their hundred percent too. Yep, that's what I used to. I worked EMS <clears throat> in a different county, and we did. What did we call it? I don't remember what it's called, but if one spot that was busier was was gone, yeah, a slower station. You'd move would up, fill in. Yeah, yeah, and it would. Like I understood the principle behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, chances are there's going to be a bad call, or there'll be more call there. But it's like, man, if I was living in the community that you just neglected to go fill the busier oh, one, yeah. man, that'd piss me off. Oh, it would. Because it's like. Although their call volume might be higher in this place versus the other territory, yeah. it's like there's still calls there. That's it. There's still humans there that will need help. They, some, and it's like, man, you're doing, you're covering one station, and a pediatric code comes out. Yeah. At the original territory, it's like, man, they deserve, <laughs> they, deserve they deserve the same chance. Yeah, it sucks. You it know, sucks, yeah. but I don't know how to approach uh, it either. Yeah. You what know? do you What do you do? You know. You can argue it both ways, sure. for sure. Yeah. Just about. I mean, you can with just about anything in yeah. a fire service. Right. So, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> this happens often. It's not good. Uh, do you? What do you think your your favorite from start to now? What's your favorite job been? Uh, he's a lieutenant, or where I'm at now. Yeah, you yeah. love being a chief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like I say now, now I'm at to where I can say yes to some things. Yeah, you know, uh, I can kind of steer the direction of my shift. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, and and it's all about the guys. You know, yep. what what can I do to help them? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do for them? You know, obviously there's rules I've got to follow. Right. Uh, I've got a boss. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, if I I can't allow guys to do something that's gonna get them in trouble and I can't do something that's going to get me in trouble, you mm-hmm. know, so, but uh, there is a lot I can do uh, to, to make the ship run a little smoother, run a little better. Right. It, do you think, hmm, I'm trying to stay away from questions that <laughs> I don't want to ask until you're retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be sooner than later, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, let's not make retirement come early by there these you questions. Go. Uh, hmm. What uh, do you have as a chief? Uh, a fire that sticks out big time to you. That's like, man, that we did what was right there, and it got the job done. Yeah, you know, probably uh, that one where Maddie pulled that baby out. Mm. Yeah, um, that's that big seemed to take forever. Yeah, take forever to get somebody in there, you know. And here I, I'm sitting watching, mm-hmm. you know, and watching this unfold. And and uh, you know, luckily we got he was able to get in there and get that baby out. Yeah. So you know, I, so that that was a rescue. But then there's other fires where uh, we had another fire where I actually had to pull the guys out. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 were man giving it 110 yeah. percent, but it had I think two false ceilings. So they'd put fire out on one part of the room, then go to the other part of the room and open it up, and there was fire in there again. They just kept going back and forth. Gotcha. And they were weren't making any headway. Yeah. So uh, you know, had to pull them out. Would you? Would you say you're you? Mm, I think that from the outside looking in, what I see and what the guys that work for you say is that you really do your best to let them do their job. Yeah. In, in the way of like you know they're professionals, you're gonna let them work until you just absolutely cannot. You're, yeah. I would say you say you stay level headed in the way of you're not maybe cautious early in the way of automatically thinking. Cause I think there are people that automatically think defensive cause they know they got people in there and they're like, I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want any of this to be in my hands. So let's just, let's just pull them, early just pull them out. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's been, that's the way I fought fire, mm-hmm. you know, was that aggressive mindset. So I expect that from my companies and like I say, it's not reckless, right? It's, it's safe and it's controlled. Mm-hmm. but it is aggressive yeah and uh you know if i'm i don't get guys ask me for two more minutes when i tell them get out mm-hmm. which is you know I, I don't get them asking me for two or three more minutes because i think they know i've already given them right that two or three minutes it's time to get out totally yeah i yeah <laughs> again i'm trying to just <laughs> You know, and it and it comes from looking at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at the building. What what where are we at? Where are we fighting fire? What's this building like? Has it burned before? Right. Uh, how much water do we have? You know, do we got a good water supply? Do we have enough hand lines down? Mm-hmm. Do I have enough guys on scene to back them up? You know, so uh, there's all kinds of things that you you weigh into that decision. Yeah. So you, I'm gonna have Maddie tell the story, but. You were there, so you have a story too. Do you, can you tell me what you saw at that fire slash? Kind of like, you, were you icy? The rescue? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess tell me kind of your story on that deal, mm. on start to finish on how that all went down. We got the call, <clears throat> and dispatch actually told us there was a baby trapped right as soon as they put the alarm out. So we knew we had, mm-hmm. we're going to have something. Right. Uh, we could see smoke in the air. Leaving threes? Yeah, leaving threes. We could see smoke. Fours turned on to 8th, or Clay, or 8th Street, and they mm-hmm. said they could see smoke. Okay. So we knew we had something. Um, I got there just right ahead of, right behind fours. I was able to park right across the street, had a great view. Mm-hmm. 
great view of the everything. I could see everything. So, uh, and kind of setting the tone for the incidents. It's dispatch told me, you know, we had somebody trapped. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of took a breath and like, yeah, 102's 10-4. Mm-hmm. Or 101 is 10-4. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Y- you don't want to sound excited because right. that, that sets the mood for everybody. Exactly. So so we get there. I could see the residents. They had some of them big waste management containers. They were trying to stack them up to get to the second floor. So I get on the radio, start telling the company, hey, come around to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, come to the Delta side. We need to get a ladder up in there and get to the second floor. Yeah. So while we're waiting, you know, for a company to do that, I could see the residents. They got a ladder from somewhere. Oh, know. that, okay. Yeah, it was their personal ladder. Gotcha. So, you know, again, I was telling the companies, bring a ladder to the Delta side mm-hmm. uh, and get the second floor. And uh, Stanley was there with AMR. You know, he came over and told me, he says, man, you know, there's a baby up there. I'm like, yeah. I said, I got, got some guys going on it, you mm-hmm. know. And Fours was trying to get inside and knock down some of the fire. Yeah. Uh, kind of a freaky thing. They had one of those iron rails on the steps. Well, the hose just happened to go through that loop. Well, yeah. it was dry. So when they charged it, it expanded. Oh, it got stuck. And it was pretty much like a vice. Jeesh. Couldn't move it. So <laughs> so James had to come back out, bleed off the hose, mm-hmm. pull it out of that thing, and then get back in. So, Dang. So, yeah, threes got there. They set up, a, I think they laid a line into fours. And uh, Maddie heard the radio traffic, or somebody went up to him and told him that there was a baby up there. Mm-hmm. So he went around, told me, he told me on the radio, he says, I'm going in. Yeah. You know, and him again, or went in and bought the baby out. So. And they went up that. They actually, they actually used the, the, wherever that ladder came from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's why I was telling him to bring a ladder around because I didn't know what kind of shape that ladder was. Right. And that's like, for me, the perfect example of rules aren't always meant to be completely solid. Yeah. You know, because, and I've heard people complain about, you know, he shouldn't have done that, he wasn't this, wasn't, and I'm like, do you realize how ignorant you sound? Like, I mean, so they bring the baby out, baby's coated. Right. They get her back, she's alive. She's alive. I mean, we're talking minutes now that you have, where it's like. Yeah, that's why they're guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got to do what you got to do to save a life. Yep. You know, and in 20 years, who knows, that baby may grow up to be an eye doctor, save somebody's sight, you know. Yeah. So you you just don't know. I mean, plus she's alive. Yeah. You know, he, he, exactly. gave, he gave that baby another day. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, what do you, well, never mind. <laughs> I think that's like the third or fourth time yeah. I've stopped myself. So. Uh, what's your favorite thing about being a chief right now, other than kind of having the reins, I guess? Yeah, you know, and and it's not, I, I guess I never wanted it for rank or position. Mm-hmm. Always, I just wanted it because I thought I could do some good. Yeah. You know, I thought, yeah, you know, I, I've seen what other guys did when they were chiefs, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take a little bit from that and, kind of kind of add to it yeah or change it a little bit but uh probably my favorite thing is just just being able to help the guys mm-hmm. you know doing doing whatever i can for them uh hopefully 
the environment on the shift is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure not everybody's happy where they're at, and Never you're not going to make anybody happy every day, right? Uh, but you know, I think the guys know that uh, when they come into work, they're they're going to get treated with respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have a good environment. It's not going to be negative. You know, that's regardless of what's going on next door uh, with me on my side of it. Uh, I don't I don't take that down to the companies, right? You know, whenever I go around to the stations, I'll, I, I try and tell them what I know, what I can, mm-hmm. uh, give them as much information as I can. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't go in and complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always try and keep that good attitude. Right. Do you, so I would say you probably, you take pride in seeing your guys win. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. And so that's, to me, that's cool. And yeah. I always talk about, you know, I've told I want to say I told Captain Broadbent this when I was at Fours, but I, I strive, and I've had bad days, I've had bad stints, sure. but I strive that I want to be a firefighter that officers see and they're like, I want him in my crew. Oh yeah. And officers yeah. ask for me, yeah. and then I want to one day be an officer that you know firefighters are like, I want to go work for him. Yeah. I want to go work for Chalk. So I want to work for that guy. Yeah. And that's kind of just the, the goal that I set for myself and how. What kind of micro steps can I take daily that, you know, raises people's eyebrows? Is, okay, yeah. that kid, he's got it or yeah. whatever. Well, and that attitude, man, just a positive attitude is going to mm-hmm. help. Yeah. You know, that that's big. Right. You know, when you're when guys see you coming in, giving 100%, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, it's, and it doesn't take much. Man. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it's it really doesn't. pretty simple stuff. Yeah. I yeah. And we always joke about that. We're, you know, we get along great down there at threes. We always, you're like, man, how miserable is that guy's life that he's like that? Yeah. You know, 24 hours a day. Right. You know? That's what, man, I, I always talk about, I'm like, what is it that you're upset about today? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Then why are you acting the way, like, you know? what, why are we wasting our time doing that or wasting our energy? Yeah. Like, you got a lot to be thankful for, man. Best job in the world. You know, the best job in the world, you get to come into work and drive a, what, half a million dollar piece of apparatus. You right. Know, you, you get to work with some of the best guys around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what can you complain about? Right. Other than you wanted the day off and you couldn't get it. You yeah. Know? But I yeah. mean, <laughs> exactly. For the most part, it's, uh, we've, we've got it pretty darn good. I think, I, I genuinely believe we have some of the best, best firefighters in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm on Topeka Fire. Yeah. And, we have, we still have chiefs that have the mindset of letting firefighters be firefighters. Yeah. And, uh, still kind of still let people do their job. And man, that's, that's a huge blessing. And I've talked to people that that's how I know the, I love, I love fighting fire is that I could go somewhere and make more money and have probably better equipment. Sure. Sure. But I'm going to run medicals all day and not get, maybe catch a fire every, couple months yeah. or whatever yeah. whatever they may be right. and it's like i don't want that I, and that's how i know i love the job is because i'm willing to sacrifice yeah the pay and the nice equipment to work with dudes that are default aggressive firemen oh man yeah and we get to see fire and you get to see fire and we still get the the old school stuff because we're an old school city yeah i mean we it's so so old there's so much history and yeah that's not changing Right. Soon, I, I mean, it would take 
we still got a lot of stuff to burn before the city's a modern yeah. city in, in areas, you know. <laughs> right. And, and you know, if you do go somewhere, maybe you do make more money, but you're going to have the same problems. Yeah, there, or worse. Every, every department has slow stations, busy stations, yep. uh, budget. You know, you, you'll go over to Johnson County. Those guys got a ton more money than we'll ever have, but, mm -hmm. but you don't fight the fire. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it's, I guess it's a trade-off. Mm -hmm. The grass is always greener type of thing. That's it, but somebody's got to mow it. Yep. You know? <laughs> and that's what, man, I, and I love the city of Topeka. Oh, working I do too. For, working. Just this the is... old, being able to still have the old school stuff and the the inner city that yeah. we get to, I guess, deal with. Right. Yeah, I've worked this. It's awesome. This is my 36th year working for the city. So it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's some of my favorite conversations too, is talking to you know, somebody will talk about I came on the job whenever. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I wasn't born yet. And they always get pissed. Oh, I know. And they're like, You man. just wait. You wait, it's gonna fly by because they'll talk about, you know, when they came on they had the same guys. Yeah. It's a it's a continuous uh, loop that well, there's always the old guys that, that talk about you watch how fast this goes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be old and hurting too. And I always talk about, I am, I might not be old, but I'm hurting. Yeah. <laughs> the guys are like, oh, you just wait. I'm yeah. always, man, well, it's, the, I, it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> right, right. Well, I come on with Captain McLean and now I've got his boys on my shift. You know, I'd never thought that would have happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And yeah. That's some of the fun, The it's always funny that a lot of the guys always compare me to their kids. They're yeah. like, man, you're, you're younger than my kid or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it well, just blows their mind. They're like, oh, I'm sitting here fighting fire with somebody that's younger yeah. than my children. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's something too. We think about as chiefs and officers, mm -hmm. you know, you're training these guys to be firemen, but what's going on in their life. Right. You know, some of them still live at home. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, totally, you know, do, do they, can they use some help with, you know, getting an apartment or doing something like mm -hmm. that. You know? Totally. Yeah. Where do you think you, this is a total change of subject, I guess. Yeah. Where, where are your favorite memories? Are they calls? Or are they station life? Or are they your own uh, promotions or what? Like, where do your, you know, yeah, getting promoted's great. Yeah. Uh, I've always, you know, enjoyed that. Uh, but probably my best memories are the guys I worked with. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, she's been to, who, who knows how many fires, but yeah, I remember the guys that were there more than the fires. Totally. You know, when you get to talking about a fire or something or other, you're like, well, dang, who was there? You know, mm -hmm. well, then it clicks. Yeah. You know, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were upstairs there. It was Jerome Gay and Randy and I, we were up there, you know. And yeah. So uh, it's, that's, it's the people I've worked with uh, that, that give me the best memories and best times. Mm -hmm. I always talk about the, the station life that's so hard to describe to somebody yeah. that's not not a part of it because I mean some of the the conversations the pranks and it's like yeah. some of the things we do and then you get banged out two minutes later for uh -huh. a structure fire or whatever and just to, that's one of the most surreal feelings where yeah. it's like we go from acting like children to acting like professionals real quick right and right. That's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, man, and the guys get along the best seem to perform the best. Yeah. You know, because uh, they're there for each other. Right. 
you know, you kind of know what that guy's going to do mm-hmm. when you get there. And yeah. And then if it's a bad call, you know, you get in the truck, you talk a little bit and yeah. get back to the station, talk a little bit more and mm-hmm. you know, you work through it. Being able to lean on each other. That's huge. it. Yeah. That is one thing I, I do like about, um, like some departments are pretty long term as far as your crew. Yeah. Like once they get a crew that they're happy with. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's it. Oh for, yeah. Could be for the long run. Right. Um, and obviously but, the way we promote stuff yeah. makes that tough, but I, and, I do think that's a cool thing. Yeah. And I, I try when we do transfers, like I say, that's the thing I lose sleep over mm-hmm. is moving guys and filling spots. And I try to move as few people as I can. Right. You know, and I almost wish, uh, there was some type of bid system that the union would come up with mm-hmm. a, a bid system or something that, you know, would let guys stay where they want to stay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Keep crews together. Uh, and because if you, if you get a driver, when I drove over at Forrest, man, you know those streets like the back of your hands. Exactly. You know, you know the people you run, you know, mm-hmm. you know the houses, you know the construction. That's and, huge. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look at every area of town, you can kind of, I mean, Fours has lots of balloon frame. Yeah. You just know when you're showing up to a fire in that territory, there's a good chance you're going to balloon, balloon frame construction. Right. High crest, we have all those slab, slab homes. That's grade, like, yeah. I'm probably not concerned about a basement. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so. I think that's important. I think yeah. Knowing the territory is important. Oh, yeah. I think the, the pride that comes from that being your place, yeah. I think, is, is huge. Yeah. That, that right there, I think, is priceless right well and you talk about getting to a call fast Mm -hmm. you know you get a driver that knows the area he knows where he can speed up knows where he can slow down yep you know where the bumps are in the road that you got to slow down for you know yeah so that's the that's cool that's so cool to like when i was brand new seeing some of these drivers where it's like why are we getting so slow and then you realize man if we would have kept going through that we would have died thrown through the roof (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's it's cool to you know, you start learning the the smallest things on streets. Yeah. It's just, it's cool. Like right. Fifth and Fillmore. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd kill you. Oh, for man. sure. Yeah, no kidding. Eighth and Mulvane's another big Eighth one. We hit Mulvane. that one going to a fire one night. I was on the back engine for it. was me, Craig McLean, and uh, Austin Phillips. Yeah. We were going to a fire and hit that. And I thought Craig was going to go through the roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm laughing, and we get to the fire and come out after, and our mud flaps are on the ground it's like oh boy that's not good uh and it's just like i mean it you'll never make that mistake again yeah Yeah. (laughs) i almost hit i almost hit that same the same intersection we were over by we're in seventh territory somewhere yeah and i've had lieutenant flot and i think jacob gardner in the back and we left seventh territory and we're going down eighth street i think we're going to like 900 block of Kansas. Right? Oh, huh. And we're on 8th and Flot, who drove it fours for whatever. He was there for yeah. 10 years or whatever. He's like, hold on, watch out for this. Watch uh-huh. out for 8th and Moldane. It's like, man, if you're not with somebody that knows, That's, yeah. man, I'd, <laughs> I mean, we would have, right. because I was moving down 8th Street. Oh, yeah. You know, it's really pretty smooth. Uh-huh. Wide open. And you yeah. just, uh, you don't have somebody to, hey, look out for this intersection. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're going to. You're, you're going to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's it's the best job. In the oh, world. it is. Honestly, it I, is. I don't see anything that 
that tops it. Yeah, no, no. You know, every day you go in, it's what I always tell people, every day you go in, you're going in to help somebody. Yep. It's it's their worst day, mm-hmm. and you're showing up to make it better. Yep. You know, how how can you not enjoy that? How can you not love that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's your function. That's your... That's your purpose, is to make their worst day better. Exactly. The thing always shuts off, traffic yeah. nuts. It's 10 o'clock. you got to go golfing. Yeah. Gay's going to be calling us. He prayer. already trying. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Where's my chief? Uh, need... no, I guess not his chief. Where's chief? Yeah. We need. But So we can wrap this thing up. As long as you're good. I'm good. Appreciate you having I'm me. I'm good if you're good. Yeah. Heck yeah, I'm excited for, for this. I'm excited for... Uh, well, lots of stuff, but yeah, you're off to a good start. Uh, you know, just keep that attitude going. I appreciate. I it. hear a lot of good things. All right. Well, yeah. take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, depending on who go. they come from. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always says develop your own opinion of people. Oh, exactly. And I, that's one thing I tell any, like anytime I'm at a place that has somebody that's brand new, like yeah. fresh out of the academy. Right. That's like one of the best pieces of advice because. Some of my favorite people on the job are people that are pretty well disliked yeah. by others. It's like, well, what's your reasons for not liking them? And uh, some of them, a lot of the reasons, it's like, well, man, back in 2006, he didn't do dishes after we all cooked. And blah. Yeah. And it's like, really? Like, that's what you got to worry about. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. that's why we're upset. Yeah. How is he in a fire? That's what I care more about. Right, right. Uh, when, it, when it matters. Yeah. I don't yeah. really care how... How he holds his hand when he wipes his butt or yeah. holds the mop handle when he mops the floor. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess I'll let you go golf. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, appreciate you having me.